Hey guys, it's Maddox. Before we start the episode, I just want to say thanks for listening. Uh, We're really proud of the show so far, and we're really happy to have so many people listening. Second, we want to hear from you. Whether it's feedback about what you like about the show, or things you think we could improve on, or just questions about any part of the show. If we're not on your favorite podcasting app, for example, it's probably just an oversight, and if you let us know, we'll get on there. Uh, You might be curious about us, but we are definitely curious to learn more about you guys, so please contact us. So here's some of the ways you can reach us. You can email us at cavernsandcomedians at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cavernsandcomedians. We spend a bunch of time on Twitter, at cavernspod, hashtag cavernspod as well. If you don't want to tweet directly at us, but you still want to talk about us, that's great. And also leave reviews on iTunes. Those are very helpful to us. Five stars are preferred, but whatever's honest, just tell us what you think of the show. It'll help us out to have a review on there. Anyway, we're really looking forward to hearing from you. Now on to the episode. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Last time, the party defeated the cultists and obtained the eyes. Now, they have to decide what to do with them. So you're leaving Pat Najak's chamber. He's a bit sad now, so you've left a very lonely person, a little bit sadder than you met him. And you have both the eyes, the object of great magical power, which was the object of your quest, and an unconscious cultist, for some reason, that you felt sorry for. You find yourselves at an impasse. Do you return the eyes to Coney, despite the new information you have about him? Or do you look into things a little deeper, finally take stock of what you're doing here? Or do you turn in your first quest, that of cleaning windows? All right, guys, I, I think we should go to talk to Coney, but I just don't think we should go in with the eyes, because that's what he wants. We want to like hide them somewhere else first so that we have leverage to negotiate with so we can figure out what he's up to. That's the first good idea you've had in a long, long time. No, I've been having lots of good ideas. You guys just don't listen to me, you know? I, I'm constantly spending good ideas, and you guys try to interrupt me, or you just talk over me, but or ignore me. don't you people me. have jobs? Good idea, Agatha. Yes, but at first I would, I would really, I could use some sleep and maybe some food. Oh, yes, me too. I'm running on empty. Uh, if I, I laid hands on someone, all we'd get is uh, some sort of mythical farting noise. Don't lay your hands on me. Guys, I, I, uh, there's a bank right across the street from my apartment. We could go. We could cra- sleep there. We could crash there. And then we could go to the bank in the morning when it opens. Could Sounds- crash at the bank? No, at the, my apartment across the street from the bank. I don't think I would fit into a safe deposit box. No, no. I'm, but we could put the eyes in the safety deposit box and, and we could put you in my apartment. Wait, safety you have an apartment? Yes. He has an apartment. So have you not been listening? Why don't I have an apartment? Ooh, I assumed you were all homeless. No, I I mean, it's not a great apartment. It's a little shabby. I'm but... definitely homeless. I assumed that. I kind of assumed that about you too, Finnick. But uh, he has an apartment. Let's go there. Rebecca! The cultist is now slightly waking up. He's stable. Uh, he's a bit croggy. Wonders why he's in this dark cavern with you people. Why don't we tie him up, gag him, and take him to your apartment, just in case? But he's our guest. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how my landlord would feel about bringing someone bound and gagged into my apartment. They didn't understand last time. Wait a minute. Last time? I mean, you know, it was related to a ritual. It wasn't, it wasn't weird or anything. No, it's, yeah, no, yeah, it's, uh... Yes, the trench coat makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody say, I, I think we should probably just, you know, either let Daryl go. I mean, 
I feel like he's learned his lesson. You mean drop him in the middle of the street? The man can barely stand by himself. They do say if you love something to let it go. Okay, let him go. Now, also, I want to figure out uh, if he has any more uh, to talk about Coney. Because, uh, really, the best thing that we could get before we go talk to Coney is information. Mm, Daryl yeah. likes daisies. There's a bit of blood coming down from his forehead right now. Yeah, why don't we just let him go? I like flowers too, Daryl. Mulder just sort of props Daryl up against a wall sitting. So he's in a sort of reclining position. So he doesn't look. Daisy. No one steps over him. Daisy, give me your hands. So Daryl begins to trail off. Uh, there's a, bit, a bunch of drool going out the side of his lip. Yeah, if he's going to die, we should probably distance ourselves from him. Just let him go. He'll be fine. It'll be fine. So you leave a severely wounded man. No! 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. Can we, can we put him... Agata would like to know if there's a hospital or a clinic or an inn that we can leave him at. Well, you and I are a hospital or a clinic. We're tapped out, though. I want to try healing him with non-magical means to see if I can bring him back into consciousness. As a paladin, you do have some rudimentary uh, medicinal skills. So you're able to, say, take uh, some of the cold water that's sort of seeping off the cavern walls, uh, wrap it up in some cloth, and give him a, a rudimentary cold compress, which relieves some of the swelling because he's, he's very badly concussed. Why is it so hard for us to agree to leave the man? <laughs> can we just Because one of us has go? a conscience, and it's dragging <laughs> the rest of us down. No, one of we, you we has a crush on him. him. No, no, no. We've healed him. We've stabilized yeah. him. Now can't we leave him? Yes. Yes. Okay. I would like to go rest. Is, can we go to an inn? Maybe get some food? Well, the I, nerd has the apartment. Yeah, I made a oh. very generous offer of my yes. apartment. Can we go I, to your I, apartment? I have a question. You why didn't have. we... Uh, yeah, of course I do. Because I have questions. Uh, why, why didn't we go to the apartment uh, when we were spending money on rooms at an inn? I mean, we are on the other side of town. Mm. I, I live over... I live out east. Okay, yeah, where um, do you live, Agata? A cleric like Agata would not live in a private residence. They would be in a seminary. It'd be an institution. Okay, I'm getting tired. Can we just go to your apartment? Yes, I want to see what sort of horror show that place is. Let's go. All right. So it takes you about an hour and a half to make your way to uh, the eastern edge of Tudo. It's not in the Scarred Burrow, but for all intents and purposes, it is the Scarred Burrow. It looks like the whole town has been just pranked by an evil trickster god that made you want to be depressed. There's no fresh vegetables within an hour's walk. It's a lot nicer neighborhood over the last five years. It used to be kind of depressing around here, but it's really perked up, sort of gentrified. Oh, I believe it should use some underground transport. Yeah, we could use more of that. I, I definitely see. It would be nice if the path system, the spider paths extended this far, but they don't. There is, interestingly, a uh, historical note, uh, a campaign to get a spider path extended this way, although it really wouldn't serve many people. It would be a, most people think it would be a tremendous waste of money. I feel like a bird path would probably, uh, you know, get some more stops in there and cost a lot less. These are all just weird Toronto references. <laughs> okay, we're, being, we're being very thinly veiled. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we are. Uh, Maldar points to a hole in uh, a, that's dug under another house with a, a rickety doorway. Ooh, now that is a smell. Uh, I, yeah. Sometimes the vagrants in the area sort of pee on my door, but you can wash it off in the rain. It just kind of comes off in the rain. What'd you like, do come to, on inside. What'd you do to piss them off? They just need somewhere to pee, and they tend to pick doorways that are a little more alcovey, so they have some privacy, I guess. So. They should use a bag. They don't have bags of holding. The vagrants. 
Oh, come on in, guys. Uh, as soon as Maldar opens the door to his apartment, you're assaulted by two things. One, the smell. Two, a giant fire beetle, which <laughs> scurries out from under his cupboards and gets a surprise attack in on Maldar. Ooh, I didn't know you had a pet. Oh, and no, that, that, that's not mine. It just got in. It got in. There's holes in the walls. The beetle jumps up and tries to bite Maldar. Uh, can't quite because he manages to bat it away. I see why we went to the inn. Uh, can someone maybe help? Can someone knock it? Uh, it it's, it's right in my... Ah. Okay, okay, hang on. Agata rolls her eyes lazily and languidly, pulls out her sword, strolls past Maldar, and slowly and very calmly stabs the beetle with her sword. There. Is that better? The beetle squishes. Uh, there's a bit of a gooey noise. Uh, there's a bit of blood. And because it's a giant fire beetle, those glands are going to glow. You feel for about five days there's going to be a bit of a glow from this beetle on your floor. I'll just, uh, I'm just going to drag this rug uh, over the beetle. That should block some of the light. Well, that... at least we're going to eat tonight. Moving that rug uncovers more stains than the rug was originally covered. Oh, jeez. So, uh... I'll just give you a quick tour. Uh, it's not very big. It's just the one room. Uh, over there is my wash basin uh, where I keep water. Doesn't uh, look like it's been used. Uh, uh, Ever. The, the water runs out. I have to go and get it from the stream. Uh, on all the walls are my newspaper clippings with my red string connecting them. All the connections. These are all the connections that the city has. Uh, and on the ceiling is my light hole. Uh, it goes to the outside world. It's, it's nighttime now, so you can't really see any light there. But during the daytime, light comes in there, and that's uh, how it stays bright in here. So I seem to have gotten myself tangled. Um, hang on, folk. Just get, just get out of just, oh, I'll pull I out tripped. Some, oh. throw, Pull out some of the pins. There you go. Uh, and over there is my one mattress on the floor. So uh, where are we exactly supposed to sleep and rest? Well, that mattress is predictably narrow. I'll stay watch outside. I mean, there's also, there's lots of floor space, and there's a couple more rugs. I got a couple more rugs. That, one, that one's a nice rug. I'm not coming in. How far away is the uh, closest inn? There is. You saw coming in under the big Scardborough, welcome to Scardborough sign that says, uh, don't move slowly and never walk in a straight line. There is an inn. It has sort of a, a magical illusion-based sign that sort of flashes up. It advertises that it's available hourly. Agata steps outside, turns to Finnick and says, Hey, Finnick, we could get two rooms there rather than staying in there. Sure. All right, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys in the morning. I'm just going to chill here. Fook, you want to stay? Or? Yes, I'll sleep in the wash basin. There you go. Fook and Maldar go to sleep and have a nice little sleepover. And across the street at the... It doesn't even have a name. It just says hourly. There is a very, very hairy dwarf at the desk. It's a bit cleaner than Maldar's place. He, hey, uh, so is that? So which one of you is working here? Which one of you is which? Who's on the job? None of none of us. What? Both of us. Oh, uh, so uh, what? what? You want the menu? No, we just want to sleep. What? Can we get a room? You freaks! Sure. Can yeah. we get two rooms? R- two what? rooms. What? What crazy? stuff are you guys planning on doing here? Do you you have a room with two beds? Yes. Oh. Yeah, we got some rooms like that. Okay, can we get one then? Right, right. That'll be uh, be, uh, two silver per hour. So you do think that this is expensive, but uh, the value is in the discretion. That's the sign above the... (laughs) <laughs> Look, Finnick, I got it. I got it. Okay, here's your money. Can we just get a room and not be disturbed, please? 
All right, all right. He wipes his hand on a very dirty white shirt, uh, turns around, scratches his butt, then reaches for for a key that he hands over to you, and it's a little bit sticky. Agata reaches into her pocket, pulls out a handkerchief, and grabs the key via the handkerchief. Wise choice. There's a continental breakfast. I don't recommend it. Go off to your room, number 17, and you hear some dull thudding noises through the wall. It's 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 a room. It there are sheets. They're a little threadbare. Uh, there's two double beds. There's not really room for it. So there's literally so it's big, basically one big quad bed, and there's no real room on either side. So you open the door. It hits the ed- end of the bed, and you can sort of clamber onto them if you want. Okay. Well, I guess it's better than Moldar's. Agata crashes on one of the the beds. Uh, Finnick uh, crashes on the other one. Finnick, you're going to wake up with the itch. So you wake well-rested, but with crotch rod. <laughs> has a more clinical name, but it's very long. People just kind of know it as the itch. You're going to have a, a burning itch. Uh, every few minutes, you're going to feel compelled to scratch it. It's, it's not in a socially acceptable place, I will tell you. Uh, and you're going to have to see, seek the services of a healer to get this fixed. Are we so not able to disease. say genitals in this podcast? Well, I was trying to dance around it. <laughs> what the hell? Hey, uh, Agatha. Mm-hmm? I, um, uh, need a little, uh, yes. um, uh, uh, healing. Uh, lay hands. That's not me, that's Fook. Okay, um, I've got a, uh... Um, Good God, Finnick, what did you do? I have no idea. I slept in a bed. This is terrible. Well, why don't we ask uh, Fook to lay hands on you? Oh, Jesus. I, I just really need uh, just a healer. I don't need lay hands at all. I can heal wounds like stabs and slashes and cuts, but this looks more like disease. I'm not ready for that today. I'm pretty sure it's an infection. It was reclassified just a couple of years ago, I'm pretty sure. Meanwhile, Maldar is woken up by a screaming Fook who's waving around his battle axe. Spiders! There's spiders everywhere! No, no, they're, no just, they're just Look the normal the spiders. They're normal the spiders. spiders. They're safe spiders. They're, they're friendly spiders. But the web, it's red! Oh, no, that's, that's just my notes. Die, the, red no, web! No. Fook, calm. Calm. Fook, look at me in the eyes. Look at me in my pupilless eyes. Oh, yeah. Be calm. Be calm. Okay. I put those there on purpose. Oh. All right. They're not a, they're not a problem. You mm. like spiders. Sure. Let's go with that. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go meet meet our friends. You remember our friends? Um, doesn't matter. We're gonna go meet our friends. Okay, Fook. Well, all right, as long as it'll get me out of this place. Uh, just right to the door. No, not the wash basin. You, no, you you, oh, le- you yeah. left a little present in there, didn't yes, you? That needs to be emptied. Both uh, Fook and Maldar had nightmares all night long. Maldar just thinks that's what happens when he sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the feature that makes Maldar a warlock is that there, is that his apartment is right on the edge of a rip in, in oh the dimension, God. in the plane. Uh, so that's how he was able to get to his patron, uh, but also the patron's thoughts seep through when people are sleeping. I slept really well last night. I had a really, really good sleep. Agata strolls out of the uh, quote-unquote inn into the street heading towards Maldar's apartment. Hey, uh, hey, hey, before you go, before you go, before you go. What? Uh, Either you, either you need a little bomb. I got a for twenty gold. I, I got a little bomb for you. Uh, I feel like I already paid for the room, and the room is what gave me this. So uh, I feel like the bomb is just free. Nope, nope, no extras. Phoenix pulls out his rapier. I feel like the bomb is free. 
Agata puts her hand on her sword. The dwarf looks you dead in the eye. He very calmly starts moving his hand under the counter. Why don't you just walk out the door right now? Vivil with that bomb. Right, he presses a button and (laughs) from above comes down big splash of liquid. Oh, God. You are now covered in jelly. There, that'll ruin the rest of your day. (laughs) Finnick, defeated, puts his rapier back into its holster and says, Lighter. I'll get it lighter. Yeah, I think so. Just sorry, old Shocky here couldn't get any use. And he lifts up the most gigantic warhammer you have ever seen that is crackling with blue energy. Yep, seen off a lot of deadbeats with this thing. Do we look like deadbeats? Your room gave us, gave him an each. Oh, oh, Shocky. Wait, oh, oh, you want to shock someone? Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> Agata rolls her eyes, turns around, and walks out. What's that, Shocky? Come up with a more original name. Oh, hello. You're just in time for the remainder of the fire beetle, if you're hungry. No, thank you. I'm, um, I'm thinking, do we have enough time to head back to the, the Penance Race Tavern? I mean, the, the, the bank's right here, though. That's why we moved to this part of town. It took us a whole hour and a half to walk here. We might I... as well just go to the bank first, right? Okay, but then I could use a shower. I mean, like I said, I got a, I got a basin. You're going to have to scoop uh, some of Fook's poop out of it. Uh, but I Again. do have a watch. I, w- I need a shower, not a poop basin. I feel like I should have slept in the bank. Why are you dancing from leg to leg like that? Yeah, the, ba- the bank's right here, guys. Let's just pop into there, and then we can head to the pennant race. So you are outside a branch office of TG Bank. TG stands for Tudo Goblin Bank. It is. It has a it has a green banner up above it. It's a single story building, a bit of a blocky. It has a fairly large door, as most banks do, because you want everybody to see in. On the inside, it looks like a it looks like a normal bank. It's got wickets at the other end. There are those little ropes that force you to go around in a line. There's about three or four people ahead of you in line. This being Maldar's part of town, they are kind of a bit down on their luck. These are commoners who are maybe a little shabby. They they don't probably they probably aren't big depositors. When they see Maldar, uh, one of the one of the goblins at the one of the tellers, his his eyes go wide. Uh, one of, sort of nudges over the other one start getting a little bit excited they uh one one goblin teller will nudge the other and the other one will nudge the other they'll look around big eyes wide and then the head teller oh it's maldar the tiefling here to res- here to find the maldar family fortune why don't we get that out for you oh sir oh sir will you be will you be taking a loan today ah oh, come in come in we have your oh oh bring out the savings account bring out the savings account and then another another small goblin starts coming out with a he's got a he's got a big box it's fairly large on this small goblin he, he lumbers up he makes a big show of bringing it up to the counter as though it's very heavy and they open up the top and there's three copper the contents of Maldar's savings account I forgot I left that here that was a long way to go for a simple joke I mean I'm here to conduct business guys you you don't have to be dicks about it I'm just trying to take out a safety deposit box for a little while Uh, I can pay I have I have some money on me I I have some cash I'll pay you to keep this going Pretty amazing. Have you seen his credit score? (laughs) No, but I'd like to. We had to invent an advanced branch of mathematics just to describe how low it was. Okay, to be fair, those things are rigged. Okay, those are run uh, by the establishment, and they bring down your score for very silly little things like 
uh, not paying people back and taking out large loans. It's, it's just, it's rigged. Well, the sooner we get this over with, the sooner these two stop dripping all over your floor. Can't we just get the safety deposit box? Why, what, what is the Magnificent going to put in a safety deposit box? Oh, he's not magnificent, I can assure you. Oh, that. no, no, that, that was entirely sarcastic. Oh, my mistake. I got it. All right, I, I think I know a way to make this go a little more smoothly. Um, uh, Maldar walks out of the bank, around the corner, casts disguise self on himself to make himself look like a normal guy, and then walks back in. In the meantime, Finnick, with the exact same idea, has disguised himself as the exact same guy, <laughs> and uh, and walks in at the exact same, or walks out of the corner at the exact same time that Moldar walks in. Are you you're not doing that magically? You're doing that with your ability to disguise yourself, yep. right? Okay, so slightly less. As soon as Moldar walks back in, an alarm goes off. Oh, he's using illusion magic again! <laughs> oh, what a loser! Why does he look like me? I look significantly taller than you, Finnick. And don't, we all know you're Finnick. Don't, 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 don't. That is a terrible Gary Norman man disguise. And you're still dripping. Maldor is poor. Maldor is okay, poor. Okay, can I ask a, a question? Uh, hmm. how, much, how much will it be for a safety deposit box? For, say, a couple of weeks. Maybe a month. Oh, that depends on the size of the item. Well, I'd, I'd have to see the item in question. Uh... I thought uh, a bank is about discretion. Yes, yes. We, we won't tell anyone else unless it's something as pitiful as Moldar. Okay. Uh, yes, well, I've got the item here in my poop bag. No, no, no. no. Well, why don't you show us our safety deposit box options and we will choose which one works. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like this secrecy. We, 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 don't, we don't want to put anything dangerous. In. That's no, what she was just no, saying. There's nothing dangerous. It is just more private and family heirlooms that I don't well, wish like to Well, there's like a paper-sized one. There's like something you Fook put pulls a bandit's head out of his bag of holding and says, no, not that, not that. Oh, 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 well, we have, we have, we have cold storage. Oh, no, we don't need that. Just the, the bread box sized one will work perfectly. Thank you. This, this isn't going under Maldor's name, is it? Because that'd be hilarious. No, it's, it's... I'll just, I'll just wait outside. I, it, I've had enough ridicule for the day. Uh, it, uh, it will go under Agatha Stokis, please. Right, right. Uh, let's just, let's just see this item. Oh, uh, here they are. They, they just happen to be on the bandit's head. Sorry. A hush falls over the, the goblin tellers. No, we don't want it. We'll have to get the manager. So the, the head teller goes back, and suddenly their demeanor is very businesslike. They're completely different to where they were a moment See, before. decapitated heads really work in the service industry. Oh, fuck. They didn't seem to care about the head. Uh, from out the, the back room, a uh, sort of a... It's a hobgoblin, so it's a bit bigger. It's a bit more... It's a bit more of an evolved type of goblin. Uh, he has one of those green banker's visors, and he's, he's got the whole suspenders with the, the arm strap rig look up. Just imagine a, a late Victorian banker. Uh, he walks with a cane... I'm Mr. Pendlebrook. Hello, my name is Fook. I am the branch manager. I uh, am told you would like a safety deposit box. Yes, please. And uh, Agatha Stokis here, I would like a safety deposit box, please. May may I see the item? Fook tosses the head to the manager. No, don't. don't. Oh, Oh, well, we have cold storage. He turns around the head to see the eyes. Oh, I had a bit planned. I heard you were with Maldar. (laughs) Really? Like, this goes all the way to the top, does it? It's all the way... I always expected. Agata walks forward, reaches, and reaches forward and takes the head. Well, we can't keep this here. We'll have to go to the... We'll have to go to the main branch. It's the whole point. We'll have to put this into the the vault of hidden things. But we're going to be able to get it out, right? Well, that sounds expensive. This is kind of a value-added item. Uh, Yes, that does sound very expensive. How much will that... Could we offer you a gold card with this as well? 
Oh, yes. Oh, well, well, someone, someone who can possess something of this magnitude obviously must have good credit, except for Mordor, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I'm on the team. I, I thought you were outside. I was at the door, and then I heard my name, and I came back. came back for the ridicule. It didn't work out as I thought. No, it didn't. I smelled that. Well, the fee is a nominal 20, 20 gold. Ooh. But it is the most, the most secure location. Do we, do we really want to drop these off here or just take them with us? Yes, let's just keep them with us. We're powerful. I'm a paladin of this realm or a similar one. Why don't you just drop it back in your bag of holding? Uh, Coney is a wizard strong enough to make a giant death robot somehow. He can take us in a fight. Oh, have I, is, is Mr. Wetbottom looking for this? I would just, uh, we are conducting some unrelated business with him, and we just uh, wanted to make sure it was secure. Not, not to, uh, to uh, rain on your parade mm-hmm. without you holding an umbrella, but this is the kind of thing you need to put in our bank. For if he looks for it. Who else looks for it? I feel like there's way too much information up in the air right now. I have no idea who any of these people are. Your name is Fook. Is it? One question we haven't asked is, how can we trust these people? We are the the most trusted commercial group in all the continent. Okay, take us to your home branch. Oh, I'm going to get out of this place. Oh, they'll, they'll welcome me back with open arms. You see, I don't trust that. Please, please, I can't stay out here. It's so poor. There's no gold. This is kind of just how bankers are. They're total assholes. But he was put out here for a punishment. What was, what, what did you do? Housing bubble. Well, that is the most boring answer you could have given to that. What? It, what? Was, a, it was a great cataclysm, a financial inferno. Why don't we just hide it in Phoenix's apartment? No one would go there. I'm homeless. You mean oh. Maldows? Maldows? Which one's Mulder? I'm, I'm over Besides here. You. Oh. Mother. Who the nerd? Yes. Uh, I mean, you guys are giving me a lot of crap, but yeah, homeless is worse than what I got. Not really. I'm a vagabond. Lightfoot halfling. Okay, let's deposit the glasses and move Let, on. I'll take you in my uh, private private company coach. Who wants to go in the company coach? We'll Question. Do you have a shower on the premises? We have uh, prestidigitation. Could you take care of this? Oh, she, well. She for, points at herself. For a gold plus member, of course, of course. Uh, he reaches into uh, his pockets and he... He has, a, he has a ring of rings, sort of like a key ring, but there's rings on it. They're all magical, and he's going through. Oh, yes, prestidigitation. He opens it, puts it on, and points at Agatha. Ah, oh, yes, ah, oh, yes, the mist must be clean. Oh, and you too must be clean. We're going into the vault. So many valuable Can you things. do something about the smell of the nerd? We've tried. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm clean, but I'm still itching. Do you have anything for that? Ooh, let's take a look. No. Well, maybe I could do something about it. Well, uh, but do you have um uh, like a like a like a spell? I don't need I don't need a hand. I, I have many spells. Great, a cure disease or oh, cure no, infection. No. You'll need to go to an apothecary most likely. Okay. Is, uh, I still want to take a look. I don't want you to. Fair. <laughs> As this is happening, uh, a coach liveried in the TG Bank green as. Sh- rolled up in front of this bank. This coach is way too nice for this part of town. Come this way, uh, Mr. Pendlebrook. Very slowly, because he's, he's quite he's quite decrepit. Uh, leads you out the door up to just an ornate coach. Think of fantasy coach, and then add some armor on the outside, because this is a banking coach. Uh, it uh, When you open up the big, heavy iron barred doors there are plush seats on the inside but also with straps in case things get hairy so this is uh this is luxury tactical finnick uh darts past the uh, old goblin and uh, screams 
Shotgun. Oh, well, you, if you want to ride outside, you, you certainly can. What? Oh, the shotgun seat beside the driver. It's outside. What do you mean? This, yes. Uh, uh, in a world in which shotguns exist, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the shotgun one is the person who sits with the crossbow beside the driver to help fend off attacks. That's, mm-hmm. that's what the shotgun seat is. I have it's, a shortbow. It's a coach. The driver sits outside. The people sit inside. I mean, I mean, I'm sure the guard would love to sit on the inside, but I, I hardly think no, that's dignified. Let him sit on the inside. I've so, are you two having sex? I mean, I guess you did say all night in the seediest hotel in the city. Yeah, more than once, if I remember, and I remember everything. Yeah, they stayed in the other hotel together too. Yeah, is there I, something going on with you? At, at, at this point, you could you could probably be assured that we're not because I am itching and she is not. Ooh, good point. One of you could be a carrier. Yeah, it's possible. Yes, the hobgoblin makes sense. I mean, I'm picking up some vibes. Once again, way too much information for this hobgoblin. Throughout this whole time, Agata has not been paying attention. Huh? What? You were talking I'm just saying there's a lot of sexual tension in this cab. Right. So now you're all in the coach, all those who are getting in the coach. There's Fook and Maldar, Agata, Mr. Pendlebrook, and Bob the the crossbowman. (laughs) (laughs) Who, he's a human. He works for TG Bank, but he but the but he is a human. It's a bit odd because usually you expect a bugbear to fulfill this role, but they they don't really do well on coaches, and the horses are afraid of them. Mulder is gonna put his feet up on the seat next to the banker and stare him dead in the eyes and be like, "Yeah, I deserve this. After all the ridicule you guys gave me, I deserve this." Don't get dirty. Agata looks at the uh, the guard. So, Bob, how's the life of a bank guard? Oh, now she's coming on to him, so re- you really aren't having sex. Uh, I'm up front. <laughs> yes. I yes. yell that out the window. <laughs> Seriously? Give it a rest, man. I'm just trying to figure out where things lie. I say, let's get this going. Oh, did I just call you things? I'm sorry. Mr. I just wanted to find out where people lie and on whom. Meanwhile, up on the driver's bench, Finnick is sitting with a guy named Ray. Oh, so you're, uh, so you're uh, riding shotgun with me? Yeah, I called shotgun. Do you like sports? I like sports. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of mage handball. It's uh, it's my favorite Ma- sport. Ma- mage handball. I play in a weekend league. Guess what our name is? No, I I couldn't guess. Well, it's uh, it's uh, no, yeah. the ball handlers. Get it? Because it's handball. That's uh, we thought it was a funny name. I thought of that. Great. My wife tells me I'm quite the joker. Mm. Says it could be a bard. Okay, I've uh, I've got to learn not to yell shotgun. We've got we've got our own uniforms. The green, they're, oh, they're sponsored by the company. No, yeah, yeah. I'm TG. number I'm number twelve. Got my name on the back. It's a real honor. It's a real honor to be on the ball hand. You got your name on the back? Yeah, we 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 came fourth in the league last year. So what would it take for me to get my name on the back of a shirt? Oh well, uh, the sign up sign up fees fifty. 15 gold for the season. That gets you the jersey and uh, pays for the league rentals. Do, do I have to play? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to play in at least six games to be eligible for the playoffs. I'll just go to one of those specialty t-shirt shops. Thanks. Oh, okay. 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 Meanwhile, I, for one, am a big fan of a sexual position called Mage Handball. Oh, dear. It's where a wizard casts a spell and just moves the spectral head. You don't seem interested. Go ahead. Tell me about Mage... Whatever. Oh, have you ever tried the power play? Ooh, I don't <laughs> believe I have. That's where you have a man advantage. Oh, then yes, yes, I have. Bob is just very uncomfortable sitting alone. 
He kind of misses Ray. Bob, you and me both, man. We're both uncomfortable with this conversation. Yeah. Bob, are you and Ray a couple? Uh, no. Oh. Why do you assume everybody is having sex with everybody? In my experience, they are. Finnick hears that from outside. Everybody's having sex with whom? Fook thinks everybody is having sex with everybody. No one's having sex with me. Well, that's understandable. Oh, come on. So you finally pull up after about 35 minutes that it takes. Looking out the windows, and Finnick especially, uh, the smell of the air gets a bit different. It takes on almost a a sweeter smell. There aren't any trees, though, but the the road is no longer just a dirt path, rutted and muddy and filled with offal and garbage. It's now a cobblestone. You went gradually from sort of downtrodden shacks and run-down shops gradually building up things that are more higher quality wood up until the point where you have stone buildings kind of closing in. They go from single story to the multi-story stone buildings. And then as you get closer to the area known as Baylor Spires, there are gigantic towers that bend the mind. They must go up to unimaginable heights of 12 stories high. You cannot believe that people are able to build so high. So, uh, Bob, is it? Ray. It's Ray. Ray, Bob's, Bob's downstairs. All right, Ray. Yeah. Uh, I usually sit with Bob. We like to talk about Mage Handball, mainly. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quite sorry for taking this spot, uh, for my sake and for yours. Would you like to sing a song? A song? Yeah. But uh, I was just going to say that this change uh, of, uh, of neighborhood is kind of depressing, so perhaps a song would liven it up, yes. What song would you like to sing? Oh, I don't know any words. I just like to... God, but... Uh... In the coach, Bob starts shedding a single tear at being left out. <laughs> you want to sing a song with me, Bob? No. Oh, come on. Understandable. You pull up to the main branch of Tudo Goblin Bank, uh, whereas before it was sort of just a green sign with white lettering. Now there is, it's almost as though opaque emeralds have had gold letters stamped into them, saying Tudo Goblin Bank. This is awe-inspiring. It almost... It almost weakens your knees to look at the opulence of this. When you're led into the front door, bidding tearful goodbye to Ray, he's like, Oh, it was good talking to you. Mm, I will say the same, to be nice. Bob goes up to Ray. So what'd you guys what'd you guys talk about? I mean, look at the chemistry between them. Okay, I'll give you that one. Mr. Pendlebrook ushers you into the doors, which are very, very large. They're, they're gilded brass doors. Uh, there's you've never seen so much glass on the front of a building because glass is glass is very expensive to maintain. It's, there's an effect on it that the torches and the chandeliers give that the entire bank itself is glittering. It has high ceilings. It's e- easily three stories high. It's a dome. There are like little gold inlays. Uh, there's mosaics of great moments in goblin banking history, like the the invention of the credit default swap is one of them. You ever feel like it's just kind of overdoing it? You know, like you're kind of like you're going to the point of being gaudy. Well, yeah. Why do they have uh, chandeliers and torches on when they have all windows in the front? Oh, to to make the shine happen. This is where your service fees go. It just seems like it's a bit much. Like, couldn't you get some nice spiders in here or something? It looks like they're trying very, very hard. You should also notice that there are bugbears lined up along the doors. These are these these are kind of goblin kind, but they're like the tough enforcer goblins. Uh, they're the security. They are everywhere you look. You see. One. I'm rather surprised at how racist the. Imp- Employment is here. Well, uh, it's uh, sort of the cost of doing business. It's uh, 
We've got to keep it in the family. Well, I mean, if you were uh, able to use the full pool of employment by going to all the different races, you'd actually probably, you know, find even more skilled employees, you know? Yes, the interview should be more than just like, what is your race? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of tieflings who get passed over for jobs when they're very skillful. Well, that one I actually approve of. Yes, yes, we all, we all, we all agree on that, don't we? No, come on, guys. Tieflings, it's yeah. not our fault. It's... I'm sorry, I wasn't listening sorry. again. If you could wait here, I will go speak to speak to uh, the, the manager of the, of, the, of the vaults. Mr. Pendlebrook has gone behind the row of wickets. There's, about, there's 30 wickets here. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of hustle and bustle going on. Uh, a few minutes pass. Uh, then the bank manager, uh, Mr. Pendlebrook, comes back and they'll see you. They won't let me into the meeting, but they say I might get a job as a teller, so win-win. Thank you. And even you... Maldar. I mean, you're, you're still... Are a person. Yeah, I'm a person, and you're still kind of an asshole in my books, I mean. That didn't even feel right coming out of my mouth, <sighs> you peasant. Actually, you're, you're a tiefling. It's a type of person. We're still people. Mm, we're beings. Do you Would even you... know what a tiefling is? What? Do, like, do you even know what my race is about? Yeah, you're all devils and stuff, right? Could uh, you no. stop scratching yourself? Mm, nope. People yeah. are watching. Yeah. I could take a look. Don't. I'm going to an apothecary directly after this. A, uh, a functionary coming out wearing a, a uniform of the Tudo Goblin Bank comes and ushers you this way, this way, this way, this way. He's a small goblin, this way. Uh, he brings you back behind the wickets. There's a row of of offices, and there's one right at the back. It's got the biggest frontage on it. And <laughs> frontage is a word. <laughs> there's one right at the back. It's got the biggest frontage on it. The door opens. Giant oak desk with... A nameplate that reads, Mr. Blair. And another aged hobgoblin sits behind it. Finnick strolls in, uh, proudly displaying his signet ring of an imaginary duke. Again, stop scratching yourself. So with the other hand, nobody notices because this thing distracts them. <laughs> I mean, it's really noticeable how deep and long you're scratching. Yes, you're using the corner of the desk. That's not subtle. Yeah, you're sort of humping the desk right now. That's... Could you wipe it off afterwards? This isn't your desk. Well, hello, my Shh, name is... in the Ooh. presence of the manager. Ooh. Ooh. The functionary run, runs around to Mr. Blair, who's hunched over, and he doesn't look up. He's writing in his ledger. Uh, he whispers into the ear. He briefly stops, picks up a slip of paper, writes on it, doesn't look up, hands the... slightly nudges the slip of paper over, which is picked up by the functionary, and begin, continues writing in his ledger from immediately the spot they left off. Uh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Manager? Yeah. The, the manager, the manager, the manager. He, he's done something wonderful. Uh, come away, come away. Let us not bother him. Let us not bother him. But I thought we were here to meet the manager. You did, you did, you did, you did. You did. Hello, you're, 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 you're pushed out. Don't, don't, he'll call the bugbears. Don't, don't, don't. He, he forces you out. Um, Fook Wimbles! The, the manager. Oh, oh, welcome to the heights of high finance. You've been offered an arcane luxury security vault. Ooh. And, and a TG Bank Electrum card. Okay. Ooh, Electrum, that's inferior to gold. Wait. I thought we were going to get a gold. Well, everybody has a gold card now. Would you introduce the Electrum card to make it seem like this was something that people use? That people people have the gold card, but those who can use the Electrum. I should bring up that I don't want my credit mixed up with these three. Oh, you're not getting one. This is under Agatha Stokus. Oh, that's good. You're brought Bye. to a massive door. This is a giant circular door. Remember that this uh, whole room is about three stories tall. This door is two stories tall. There are five bugbears on either side of this door, and it's inscribed with runes that seem to glow. 
It's a yellow metal. You assume it's gold, but it seems almost more valuable. It might it might be platinum. It might. So uh, why is there a gold door on an impenetrable safe when gold is malleable? Um, have you heard of this thing? It's pretty common. It's called magic. No. I don't particularly know, but I'm glad we're spending so much time on something as fascinating as banking. The functionary who is guiding you is not really paying attention to you. He's gone with the slip to one of the bugbears that's standing on the right side of the door. He hands him the slip. The bugbear looks very surprised. Uh, and he turns, and you don't see what he does, but then the runes start glowing brighter. They start flashing. Things start moving. You hear the sound of gears turning, and suddenly this thing that seemed like a single piece of metal begins to uh, break up into pieces that are turning, moving in clockwork, and a hole opens at the bottom. Ooh, at last we see what real arcane magic looks like. My magic is very... it's fine. It's pretty good. Oh, are you a magic user? I I'm cast spells all the time. Okay, can you cast one to clean your apartment? Um... I kind of skipped on Prestidigitate because it just didn't really seem like it was a priority. Come with us, come with us, come with us. Oh, just a moment. We're having a conversation. Yes, just a minute. Why? Why Why can't you clean your apartment? Well, I mean, I, I like it the way it is. I find it very comforting. Um, that Just everything is always where I left it. You could hire someone to it's take care a, of that. Yes, but this it's on a timer. Okay, okay, let's go. So he leads you through. Uh, this door, you walk through the thickness of this door and it is 40 feet thick. It. You have to, you're walking, but it feels like way too long. You feel like you're going through a hallway, but you're just passing through the opening in the door. On the other side, there's no way this is in the same building because it is the largest space you have ever seen. This is not the largest room you have ever seen. This is the largest space you have ever seen. If you have been in a desert, you have not seen something that feels as incomprehensibly vast as the vaults of the Tudo Goblin Bank. Ooh, I'm throbbing. Everything is throbbing here. With value. There are stacks, uh, giant stacks of shelves that hold uh, safety deposit boxes, big, large, ornate chests, things seemingly at random. Uh, You feel there's a buzz as though all the magical power of the items in this place are just have become part of the air around you. See, Fook, I don't see any poop or dead bodies in here. Well, they'll learn how to use magic eventually. I think I see a, actually, I do think I see a skull over there on one of the shelves. Well, they got the dead body part. Yeah. Correct. Wait, was that Cornelius? No, that was just another skull. I mean, come on, Agata. Not all skulls look the same. You're led for about five minutes through the stacks. Uh, he has a torch. Otherwise, all around is dark. They don't bother lighting this place because imagine the bills. So after about five minutes of twists and turns, you come to almost like a clearing in the forest of chests and boxes. Uh, there's a table. It's just a just a normal everyday table. And on it is a, is a box with a lock on it about the size of a bread box. Your penis really must be bothering you. I didn't see you try and steal anything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not try that. This. This is a high security vault. You, I, whatever you put in here is very safe. How do you know I haven't stolen anything? Ooh, that's a good point. You should search him with gloves on. <laughs> oh, the alarms would certainly sound if you tried to tried to interfere with any of the locks. Yeah, I haven't stolen anything. I mean, um, this is great security and all. It seems very secure. Uh, but this is really taking up my whole morning, and I was just trying to deposit something real quick. So, uh, can we? Uh, yes, I understand. I yes. understand you have the eyes. I will allow you to place that and whatever else you need into this box. I'll be returning with your key. How do we know it's safe here? Because well, it's a big safe. 
Yes, but these people might want it as well. They could be working for Carnie Spittlebottom. Good guess. Carnie Spittlebottom, the circus owner? An evil circus owner? Oh, well, well that's that's debatable. I mean, I'm sure his prices are evil, but his shows are magical. Yeah, County, County Wetbottom, folk. It was oh, County... is he involved too? Oh, God damn it! Oh, he has a box, yes. Wait, he does? Oh, I thought he was a man. Anyone who's everyone. Um, not that I'm not... I'm not Nothing sp- suspicious about this, but which box would be Coney's? Oh, I can't tell you that. Nor would I tell him which one is yours. That's how this works, you, you idiot. I just wanted to see size. Like, he's got a, he's got a big card? He's got a, he's got like, he's got an Electrum card too, or? Are you? How's he doing? Are you insecure about the size of your box? <laughs> I mean, I'm getting to be. Would you like to measure? Yeah, tell, know about tell me the dimensions of my box, please. Oh, yes, by all means, let's stretch out the banking. <laughs> <laughs> He's lit a light on the table, and he shuffles off to wherever they cut keys here. It must be a shoe repair place. So you're you're alone, and it's where you are right now, just surrounded by all these uh all these safety deposit box. So uh, I'm just saying, do you think they were bluffing about the alarms? Because yeah. everything just seems to be scattered around right now. No, I don't no. think they were bluffing about the alarms. Remember, well, look, remember magic is a thing? Look, there's just there's just a coin sitting there on the ground. Don't touch it. No, if I were to, if I were to just touch it, do you think that an alarm would go off? Yes. Not only would an alarm go off, but whoever handled that coin next was going to have a little bit of a problem down below. While Finnick is talking, Agata takes a few steps back away from Finnick. Finnick uh, mimics her and steps back. Is like, oh, I don't, oh, I'm, I'm afraid. And then he backs into a shelf and knocks it over. As Finnick disturbs another customer's uh, safety deposit box, a burst of green flame in the livery of the Tudo Goblin Bank engulfs him, burns him, teaches him a lesson. Yeah! I was just backing up. What happened? Ooh, fire is purifying. How do you feel? I'm not itchy. I'm not it. No. 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 No, I'm I'm itchy. Oh, that makes more sense. Fifteen minutes pass and you hear nothing. I Um, feel like we may have been set up. I feel like this may be a trap. Ooh, what if there was a bank robbery while we were here? A bank robbery? Robbery? What? How do you people say it? I think there is always the option that you just got forgot. That that happens to me sometimes. You, I, just, you get forgetting in a place. Yeah. I have a feeling they wouldn't forget about us considering their reaction to the glasses. And um, the fact that I set off a fire. And the fact that his penis is memorable. Thank you. Another 15 minutes pass and nothing happens. <sighs> God. Um... Okay, let's leave. Let's just put the glasses into the bag of holding and go. How did no? How did two clerics not have a heel disease? How 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 does that not? How we does are that not two clerics. I am a cleric. He's th- a paladin. <laughs> Who am I? As, that's what you kept saying. How did two holy people with healing spells not have a heel disease? Because I don't do things where my genitals start itching, and I don't need one because I'm immune to diseases. While the rest of the party argues, Maldar goes looking to see if he can find any rats or rodents running around the room. You find, you, you would expect somewhere like this that you would feel would be not entirely, uh, who would have, who would send janitors down here. You would think that there might be something running around, but it is the most suspiciously clean place you've seen. Like, you are suspicious of clean places, just in general, as we oh, know. Yeah. Uh, but there is not a speck of dust anywhere. Let alone rat droppings. What if we t- just tuck the glasses under a shelf when no one would see them? 
I think that is a bad idea, but I'm kind of getting concerned about how long we've been waiting here. Why don't we just leave and get the uh, heck out of Dodge, so uh, to speak? Finnick uh, mimes as if he's like, oh, I'm leaving because we're spending too long. And he knocks into a, <laughs> a shelf. A tiny little uh, jewelry box size box is uh, jostled slightly and it burns you with a bit of like a bit of green acid appears and gets on your hand yeah and... ah <sighs> okay did you not learn the first time seriously yeah yeah okay let's just get out of here i mean we'll go look and see if we can find someone yes why don't we go in the direction that that guy went why don't we go there and also to the exit and get the heck out of here which direction would that be uh finnick uh looks around uh to see where the exit would be. As someone who really pays attention, especially cases out banks for a living, or not even a living, just a lifestyle, you'll notice that things are not the way they were when you were coming in. Almost as though, without even hearing it, the shelves have rearranged themselves. I feel like we're in an illusion. Uh, hold on, let me check something out. Maldar's eyes flash yellow for a second as he casts Detect Magic on himself. Uh, there's every color of magic comes out of almost every direction. But you notice that while the shelves themselves are enchanted, it's hard to tell because it's so bright because these are the most valuable objects in Tudo that people don't want on their persons. Uh, the shelves themselves are also magic, but they are not illusions. No, it's, it's not an illusion. It's just protected. So that's probably why things are moving around weird. Okay, let's get out of here. I'm coming. Okay, let's I go. think I remember the way out. Oh my god, don't. Trusty memory. Okay, don't touch anything. Just this way. This yes. way. Yes. No, I think it's underneath this dresser. Don't. don't. No. no. So, Finnick, you decide you're leading the party. Notice that these shelves are moving around you as you move, so there's no way to really work out where you've been and where you're going. But as you, but you just get a sense that yeah, I'm going to take this left, this right, this left, this right. You're going you're gonna to follow your own way. You start to hear something. You start following a sound. It is a, a low grumble at first, and then you realize it's snoring. As you turn another corner, you come across a giant with two heads snoring at each other. Shh. Back away slowly. Hello, my name is Fook. One of the large, ugly green heads of this giant slowly opens its eyes and turns to look at Fook. It is awake. Oh, no. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons-powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Maddox Campbell as Maldar the Warlock, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller, theme by Derek Baldwin, edited by Maddox Campbell, created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>